and welcome to Wordsing It In. This is a very exciting panel to be hosting today. My name is Connor Reid, and I have gathered some of the great and the good in the literary scene to talk all things books, literature, and everything in between. So uh, with me today in the studio, I have Professor Archibald G. Sheridan, renowned literary critic and professor of English literature at Trinity College Dublin. Hello, Professor. Hello, hello. <laughs> Lovely. Also here today is Will Blake, an award-winning poet, novelist, playwright, I'm sure you'll all be very familiar with. Oh, I thought you were sure that he you were like novelist, uh, playwright, I'm sure. Like he's probably written some plays as well. I thought that was your... Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, written some plays. Written some good plays. You've written it all. You've written it all, really. Oh, yeah. Ah, he probably Screen has. Plays. You've probably forgotten yourself what, how much you've written, have you? Oh, yeah. I've written more books than I can remember. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, Will. And, Thanks for uh, having me, Connor. No problem Pleasure. at all. Pleasure to be here. Excited to hear about your long, long career. And uh, finally, Brenda. Brenda Books, the aptly named Brenda Books. You are one of the world's leading books entrepreneurs, I suppose, that long past working in publishing, in bookshops, in Oh, do go events. on, do go on. There's more, there's more. Oh, there is, there is, there is. And we'll, we'll get straight into it. We'll get straight into it. Um, so we have a, an, an illustrious panel here today, and I'm very excited to be talking to you all. I thought we could start with you, Will, as the... Start at the top. I'll, I will, Cream I will. the crap. Rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the poetry now. Poetry's coming already. Yeah. Whoa. Thick and fast. Whoa, it will last. Off oh, yeah. to a great start. So, Will, let's go. Let's go. Off to, the top. to a great start. Yes, I'm very smart. Thanks, Brenda. It just it just flows. It just, just flows. flows. I mean, this is like the river goes. This is why. This is why he's the poet. Um, and why. it's poetry. I want to talk to you about. In fact, um, your most recent collection. We have witnessed uh, such a paring down of your art in recent years. Mm. Your poetry. It's been getting shorter and shorter. Yes. And your most recent collection. It's thirty poems, and each poem is just a single word. Yes. Um, That's one of them. Yes. yes. It, one of the most celebrated, in fact. Mm. I thought you Not could... as good as no, but no. up there. Yeah, up yeah, there. yeah. I, I thought you could read perhaps from your latest collection. Um, sure. Yeah, won't take too long. Here we go. Cheer. Yes. Microphone. Sunshine. Table. Wait, sorry. Was sunshine one or two? Two. Gotta okay. keep up. Yeah. Moving fast. That was so Wait, there were those more. <laughs> Got to keep up moving fast. All right, that's ten. Already. You're nearly through the collection. Yeah, it's... I don't want to go. I don't want to do all thirty because. Wait, is this still some of them? <laughs> I don't want to. Do Could you give us a, a signal word to just let us know that you've finished? Finished. That was a poem, not a signal word. That, that's of course. The okay, look, last I'm going to stop in the collection. I'm going to stop there because I want people to buy that book, and I don't want to give it all away. No, no, the, the final poem is is a bit of a spoiler. We won't uh, we won't give it away. Um, what inspired you? You just said it. Spoiler. Shit. Shit. Oh. What inspired you to put together such a collection? Uh, I was busy. I didn't have a lot of time. My publishers were in my ear and on my back. You go, you gotta give us at least thirty poems. You, you owe us that much, brother. And I'm like, ah, I'm busy, man. I'm playing tennis. Fair enough. It's 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 your honesty, really. That is, uh, it's what draws people. That's to That's what poetry's about: honesty, integrity. I mean, how much? Wait a second. How much tennis are you playing? Listen, I'm trying to go pro. So I got a lot. What age of work are you now? <laughs> I'm 62. Yeah, I was going to say, in your it's, 60s, you're trying to turn poor, yeah, pro. There's a uh, an elderly pro circuit uh, I'm trying to get in on. Okay, right. Some people think it's just for pros who were, uh, you know, re- re- really good and then got old. But you can be old and get, and really, get good. really good. And well, have you been playing since a child? No, just started. Have you been playing well, against a child? I've been playing against several children. Okay. And I am killing them. <laughs> Let me tell you. If you want to play, that's poetic language there. No, listen to me, right? If you want to get good against an elderly pro pro tennis player, you want to play kids because they're not as developed. They can't hit as hard like an old person. So I'm killing against these kids. Now, these kids are young. Uh, And what's stopping you from playing against fellow elderly people? Well, you got to play elderly pros. They got to be at a high level. 
and I'm saving so myself. So a normal that. elderly mm. person, just not worth playing. No. An elderly pro, about the equivalent of a child or better. Yes. Now, I'm still on very young children, so oh. I'm not quite up at the can they hold elderly the pro level of child. They can hold a racket. They oh, can't hello, really right. return my serves or any serves. They can't serve themselves, but they can hold a racket. They can move. Mm, and there's a lot of inspiration there as well for your work, I imagine. You're just, you're drawing on these experiences for well, your novels. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wrote the other book of poetry about tennis. Uh, because yes. it's, you know, it's such a big part of my life. Uh, yeah, I actually um, had a, a, uh, a browse through that collection uh, about uh, your, your poems about tennis. They seem to be mostly just rules uh, of the game and tactics. Well, there's poetry and rules. Right. There's poetry in playing a game well, you know? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you think there's poetry in that? Poetry yeah, I mean, there's emotion. no rhymes uh, in this. It's just, it seems like you just... Oh, I'm oh, sorry, it, does poetry have to rhyme, no, Mr. No, literary no. Professional Critic? <laughs> does yes but rhyme? It's, it's, it's generally not just the, the actual tennis rule book just written out uh, in your own handwriting. Well, I mean, that's what, that's poetry to me. You might not see that as poetry, but uh, that took me three hours to write. (laughs) (laughs) And and Professor, you've been, unlike a lot of the literary world, you've been quite scathing of of Will Blake's works. Uh, Your review you worked for the New York Times of his one word poetry collection just said one word, shit. (laughs) A little (laughs) bit of jealousy perhaps or... Uh, well, uh, yes, um, you know, obviously I'm jealous of him. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a very tall man, uh, and I, I, I'm not Great a tall man myself, player. so I, uh, you know, I make no secret of it, uh, that I, uh, <laughs> uh, like to take out, uh, my personal uh, grudges and vendettas in my reviews. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of your thing, own. right? It's kind of what you're People known look for. To me for it. They're like, "Oh, who's who's he uh, messing with uh, today?" <laughs> and Brenda, yeah. how how have Will's books been selling in your your many bookshops? They've been just selling like flying out. Now, me and Will, we go back. Geez, I think uh, we've been friends since we were ten years old, and I always seen uh, the talent in Will. Uh, from a young age, um, I can spot talent just from a mile away. And he would often spit poems out at school and he'd have the kids down on the ground, you know, in shock. Wait, are you... Spitting on them. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you talking like in a rapping kind of spit or would he write a poem on some paper, chew it up and then spit it in somebody's face? Well, sometimes when he would get quite into it, he would start to spit um, and he would sometimes spit on his paper and kind of throw it around the class uh, with the words written on it. It was kind of his niche, but then he would spit words out uh, in the yard almost in a rap sort of sense. There was a lot of spitting involved. Hey, a little yeah. from column A, a little from column right, B. Right, a lot of yeah. spit, yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of spit. Can't do it these days, COVID-19. Can't no, be spitting no. in people's mm, faces right, anymore. That's right. Oh, bodily that's, fluids. Uh, you know, that's really taking the wind rhyme. out of my sails in terms of my live performances because that's what I'm good at. I'm good at spitting lyrics and spitting in people's faces. Um, I know you said you don't like to rhyme uh, your poems, but have you ever thought about uh, making a poem that rhymed, um, maybe using the word tennis? Do you know of a word that rhymes with tennis? Uh, menace, Dennis, Penis. What is Penis? It's the second name of Dennis. Dennis Penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis yeah. Penis. Yeah. Now, you see, Will's mm. like that. You know, yeah. you I like to rhyme. I like to rhyme all the time. Just not in my poetry. Not yes. in my, yeah. Never yeah. in my poetry. <laughs> no, no. And unlike your tennis career, um, Brenda, you were telling me earlier Thank you for that calling it a career, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a, Thank it's a career. You. It's a career. Thank um, you. For it. You were telling me that as a kid, uh, almost, I guess, as the reverse of your tennis career, you used to enter poetry slams with elderly, senile people. Yes. They're not too fast on their feet uh, mentally and mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. so that was an advantage for me I like to play with an advantage I don't know if you if you're picking up that theme mm. but I like to I like to go where I'm not expected and just crush it just absolutely destroy people mm. uh, yeah 
So yes. that's that's kind of that's kind of my thing too, as well as spitting and rhyming in real life, but not in my poetry. He was often found in the staff room, actually, of the school, uh, just roasting the teachers, roasting them to shreds. Yeah, no, wait a second. Uh, again, I have to just uh, query which meaning of the term roasting uh, you, uh, are you are you referring to? Well, we, should, we have to be careful with language now here. This is a literary uh, podcast. We should be very specific. Very true. You know, yeah, I apologise. Yeah. Um, now, there was a, a very meaty principal there. Um, he had <laughs> Very meaty man. Very meaty man. And he did, he did kind of push him up on two, two chairs as if it was some sort of uh, roasting of a pig, almost. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like when I'm roasting someone, I like them to sweat. I like them to sweat because I'm roasting them verbally, but also because I'm putting them under intense heat pressure. So in that case, I put them up on a chair. I put a couple of heaters. I decided them switch those babies on full and then I roasted them so bad. And he was complicit in this. Well, he didn't keep me out. This was a spit roast to combine your other interests. Spitting. Spitting, yes, exactly. A spit roast. So I spat on him. I roasted him, and uh, yeah, he left there a broken man. Retired two years later. Uh, I don't know if the two things are related, but you put it together yourself. Two years is quite a gap. It's you, quite yeah. a gap, but he, a gap. he never looked the same after, you know? No. He, so the joy was gone out of his eyes. There was something missing, and then, you know, he just started to let the school really just go downhill. Yeah. Uh, you remember he brought in that homeless guy? No, I'm sorry, just to pick you up again uh, do you mean literally downhill or like uh, yeah, metaphorically? Yeah, he, he brought in a homeless guy and started to get him to move the school brick by brick down the hill to the bottom of the hill. And that took, uh, well, it took two years before they said, hey, man, we can't, you know, we can't move the whole school to the bottom of the hill. Yeah, got the students involved. We'd get the bricks into the wheelbarrows. Uh, if you had a school bag, you know, well, all the children had school bags. They'd empty the bricks out, fill it. Uh, bricks. With the, we ended up with two schools. With well, two half schools, one yeah. on top of the hill, one at the bottom. Yeah. That's not convenient. You want to go from one class to the other. You got to go all the way downhill, go all exactly. the way back up the hill. And I was born with scoliosis and it only sped up. Uh, I can imagine. My, uh, you know, S-shaped spine. Mm. So I have to blame the school for that, actually. And Well, Not the principal. Well. No, no. Uh, just the meaty principal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to come back to some of Will's work now in a little bit. But before we uh, we do that, I might move the conversation on to you, Brenda. Um, you are a book entrepreneur. You've had many, many businesses over the years, some very successful. Your bookshop cafes, for example. Yes. Others less so. Your bookshop abattoir wasn't as successful. Can you Can you tell us a little bit about that? Abattoir. Just remind me what that is again. This my... is like the uh, the book slaughterhouse you had. Oh, yes, where we just killed... Animals, yeah. Animals, yeah. yes. Um, sorry, I've had so many businesses. I know, Sometimes it's hard to keep up. Just, I mean, your you know, Wikipedia page, it just it keeps going. my marvellous brain. Did you, I mean, did you open this business without knowing what an abattoir was? Um, no, I knew at the time what it was, right. but it was 10 years ago. Um, and do you know what? I've had so many businesses, sometimes I forget. Um, but that just didn't seem to hit it off. I thought we would go into a more, I don't know, risky sort of vibe because there are a lot of bookshop cafes and I thought, how can we put our own spin on it? And I know in um, is it Brooklyn in New York, you can go into a bar and you can uh, throw a kind of... Um, what are those things? That an, you axe. Have? an axe. Mm. An axe. You can throw the axe and have a pint. Mm. So I thought, geez, there's something I can do now with a weapon and a drink. And my drink would be coffee or tea. And my weapon, therefore, was a... Stun gun. Uh, yes, that. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, you know, what, what will we throw uh, it at? Uh, I don't want to throw it at the walls. Um, my landlord would be furious. So I knew a farmer and he had some animals on their last legs. Um, and he said, look, they're going to be dying anyway. <laughs> you might as well get some business out of it. And me being an entrepreneur, I'm always on the hunt for more money. Now, Wait, so hold on. Were you throwing the stun guns at the cows? <laughs> Less we were, effective, all right. Yeah, yeah. Some people had their own, um, you know, technique to it. Some people would throw the stun guns. Some people would shoot them. Uh, some people just ended up fecking the st- stun gun uh, to the side and just beating them uh, with their own hands. In Brenda's defense, everyone wants to kill animals and everyone wants to read books. 
It's just that no one wants to do those things at the same time. Until yes. now. And well, that was no, it turned out even well, then they didn't want to. That's yeah. true. That's true. So it wasn't a success really, yeah. was it? It wasn't a success. Um, unfortunately, once uh, the stone guns were put aside and people were beating the animals, <laughs> that's when the guards had a problem and geez, I had to close it up uh, the very next day. Um, but we had, you know, dinner sorted for the next few months because we had a heap of dead animals. Mm. And, and interestingly, I was just researching this beforehand and I had chatted to my producer there, Alan, who thought he might be able to get a hold of Bill, who actually worked at your I one and only uh, bookshop abattoir. So, um, Bill, you are a former employee of Brenda's. You had a, an interesting experience at the bookshop abattoir. Remind me again, what was the name of the, the business? Um, animals Be Gone and yes. Read. So you worked in Animals Be Gone and Read. Um, yeah. How, how was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I... It was a confusing place, you know. I mean, I it was, yeah. Yeah, like, where were the books? Where were the books in all this? Were you supposed any... to read or were the animals read? I'm quite confused. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there look, were just people beating up cows. The idea was you killed two animals and then you got two books um, in return. Mm. And well, did you, did you get a lot of books? I didn't the entire time I was there. Uh, people were just coming in, punching in animals. It would take, it'd take them a couple of hours. Punch a cat to death. You know, guys so, are resilient, man. They'll take a lot of body blows. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as we saw, uh, and uh, and then they just wander out, and we be like, "Oh, do you want to buy a book?" Or no, and then we just be gone. And um, so, so you know, it was a horrifying time. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of books still in circulation in secondhand bookshops covered in blood and uh, I believe they're they're mostly from your your uh, Avatar bookshop. Are they? Well, I want to move on to your much much more successful idea. Um this was this is your latest business venture a new website. It is competing with Amazon. Um mm-hmm. perhaps doing better than Amazon. It has been called the Netflix of books, the Uber of books, and in fact the Tinder of books as well. Wow. So may- maybe you could tell us a little bit about this new Amazingly successful business. Um, well, basically, you download the app and you see a few covers of books and you double tap if you like it and you tap three times if you hate it and then you tap four times if you love it and if you want it delivered to your house. Um, so you do have to be quite careful with the tapping because... Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want the book, uh, you know, some people tap too little, some people tap, you know, uh, more than they need to. And what was two taps again? So the two taps is if you hate it. No, right. I think, was that no, not that three was taps? Um, three taps if you love it. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was two. Oh, you seem to have forgotten. I know four was, four was if you it loved it and you, you wanted like it. it. Three if you hate it. Four if you love it and right. want to buy it. Okay, okay. So let's go through so it again. Wait, wait, Two if you own. like it, three if you hate it, four if you love it. Have I got it? And yeah, That's four it. if you uh, wanted it as well. Yes. You outsource this to your designers, I take it. Yes, yeah, the yes, practical details. Best yeah, UX I, team in the world. <laughs> I haven't used the app, you know, but I've I've heard that's how you do it. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm behind the scenes. I'm doing the admin, the money side of it. Um, so yes, it's been uh, quite a success. Um, it's been live uh, two weeks now, and we're shipping out books uh, to you know Los Angeles, um, Australia. I mean, you say that, but all we've shipped so shipped so far is just more and more cows. People are just clicking on photos of cows, and then we have to ship a cow. Bill, those are cow books. Bill, did you you joined uh, Brenda's latest business? Did you? You, yeah, I don't she know. Kept she you just on. keeps yeah. rolling me. You know, I was just like, all right, well, the, the cow abattoir cafe is 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 done. Mm. Uh, what's next? And uh, she snapped snapped me up for the next one. And mm. uh, she's like, oh, it's like Amazon and Tinder and and uh, Uber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except it's going to beat all of those. Mm. And uh, by the way, uh, you got to ship a load of cows and get them into those fucking boxes. Yeah. I mean, see, Bill is basically my business partner. Do you mm. not think that sounds great? Brenda and Bill. It does. It Bill does. and Brenda. And I take Bill anywhere I go. She's about to marry me. Three any times. new venture, I jot down Bill will. as my first employee. And you're glad, aren't you? Yeah, I just wake up 
suddenly and I'm like oh I'm in a church again and she's trying to marry me again I don't, I don't understand no. I don't think it's appropriate for a boss to be doing this and Bill we're just getting a bit of mass <laughs> right oh, yeah okay and of I course your business uh, sorry to interrupt you there Bill your, your business hasn't been without controversy it has been raided three times already by the Guardi and invested by the revenue commissioners there seem to be some irregularities um, we have managed to get on the phone the um, head of the revenue commissioners who has been uh, looking into your business and wanted to have a word with you he's actually been trying to track you down for some weeks now but uh, you've been unavailable oh, so Paul uh, Paul O'Dwyer you are you've been looking for, for uh, Brenda have you is that Brenda is this is that Brenda you have on the phone there? I have Brenda here yeah yeah yes. she's in the studio with me here yeah. I'm sorry I haven't been able to uh, answer your calls my phone's broke my Gmail is down uh, just uh, if anybody doesn't you, know Gmail has actually been down for the week I sent you a WhatsApp and I got the two blue ticks you got my message and you never you never came back to me <gasps> was that you I said, God. it's Paul here from the Revenue Commissioner. You know what? I think that was a WhatsApp on my laptop. Do you know what that was? Do you know what it might have been? You might have been tapping the screen to say that you didn't like that message <gasps> instead of actually responding to it. Oh, do you know what? That, yeah, that's what it was. Um, so it wasn't ignoring it. And what exactly is the, the problem, Paul? What's been going this on? This woman here said she's setting up a business selling books. And I had it on good authority that they're selling cows. Mm. They're not selling books at all. And it, you can't be selling... Cows, you can't be shipping cows worldwide. Not cows, it's just boxes. In the post. Yeah. Bill, I feel like you may have had a hand paper. in this. What? I feel like you may have had a hand in this. Uh, uh, in, in Out with it, Bill. What's going on with these cows? Well, Don't let them intimidate you, Bill. You have to kind of trick them into getting into the box. You know, that's that's the tricky part. You're like, oh, just uh, head in there, mate. Just head in there. Just take a little round in there. And then you, uh, you try and uh, stuff the... Now, a lot of the cow will make it, you know, I mean, it's a cow and it's they, they don't use very good uh, quality cardboard boxes. So they, it's the head will be sticking out, some of the legs. Dead giveaway. Yeah. Brenda, we're shutting you down. This is the abattoir, cafe, library nonsense all over again. Look. We're shutting you down. We Look. have received a few messages of people saying, I'd love to punch that cow to death. Can you please put it in a box and send it over to me? She's selling basically cow murder online is what she's doing. And some it's people... Just, it's shocking. Some people... It is shocking. No, they're live animals. But you're selling them exactly. to be slaughtered. You can't murder a dead cow. That's, yeah, we're all agreeing on that. Yeah. Okay. Animals, that's the bad part about I'm it. I'm just going to take this moment to come clean. Mm-hmm. I hate books. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I never wanted to open a bookshop. My dream has always been to open my own farm circus with you, Bill. So this has been kind of like a circus. Uh, How is that a circus? You know when people do money laundering, you know, they're trying to hide the money. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been trying to hide my secret business in another business, which has been the Tinder book thing that I've been doing. Mm. So I'm trying to do a farm circus and I'm sending out the animals in advance and it's going to be international. And then I'll fly out to all those different countries, set up the tent because... Who here has been to a circus, eh? Hands up. Is that why you... Who's been, been to a circus? I'm holding up my hand over here. I've yeah, been, I've been to well, many. Have you ever seen a farm animal at a circus? Is that why mm. you've been trying to teach the cows to do all the jobs of a circus performer? Exactly, Bill. I uh, thought you were smarter than that. I thought you would have caught on. No, then I didn't... I've I, seen I, a I horse don't know why I just didn't think of a, a, a farm circus... Why should we always be focusing on elephants and all the, you know, safari animals? I got to say, Brenda, this is your greatest idea yet. You know, you're going to save yourself so much hassle transporting animals around the world. You just go to a place. The animals are already there. Yes. They're already trained. They know how to do the tricks. All you got to do, pop up a tent. We're sick of lions. You know, we're sick of elephants. They're not very successful like the, the, uh, the cow trapeze artists. I mean, they they can't catch each other or anything. The the tightrope walking cow. Look, it's a long funny, journey. Funny. I mean, funny. It just falls to the ground every time. Like it's a, a long journey, but twenty twenty eight, it's coming at you, and they'll be, you know, well equipped. And it's exclusively cows. There are no other farm animals, or oh, there no, are others no, as well. No, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, uh, racist towards other animals. Um, mm-hmm. I've got pigs. 
I've got, uh, you know, the little random sheepdog that might be on a pigs, farm. but you hate them. To be fair, Brenda, you hate those I pigs. I do, I do. I won't give them as much, um, you know, uh, space in the circus. Um, they'll just be kind of an interval act, you know, mm. when everybody's getting their um, sandwiches and stuff. So they'll be just, you know, a, a time filler. Wait, are people going to be like, <laughs> the sandwich is going to be made out of the animals that have... Yeah. All right. So Genius. you get to watch a cow. You're like, oh, wow, this cow's been trained to, uh, you know, climb a ladder and keep it balanced up there. Yeah. And, and then you're going to eat it. Well, I wouldn't maybe use the stars of the show. I've got some leftover dead animals. Um, well, from your last business. From my last business mm. 10 years ago. So we just use that. Wow, 10, ten years year later, they're, uh, they're, animal they're frozen. They're ah, frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to yeah. smoke it. You got to freeze it. There you go. Smoke it and freeze it. What you're saying is you've just been hounded by your own surname. You've felt that as yes. Brenda Books, you yes. should do something with books. But you, you just, you've been fighting against it your whole life. Exactly. When you have a second name and it's Books, what are you, what are you supposed to do? It's yeah. what people expect. Ideally, I would have been called Brenda Circus or Brenda Cow. Mm, yeah, yeah. Butcher is a known surname. I mean, why would you go for that? Miss Butcher, I like it. Mm. <laughs> Slaughter, too, I believe is the surname. Uh, you could have been Brenda Slaughter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill would... Slaughter, when the big day oh, comes know. around. Oh, There's a lot of Bill pressure Butcher. on you here, Bill. Would oh. you take my second name, Bill? Uh, my fake second name, that is. He, <laughs> you haven't taken your second name yet, so how am I supposed to. I'll do it first. Then I'm I, <laughs> you, I think you take it. I, mean, I guess so. What's when you get married, that's a good time to uh, change your name. You know, come up with a new name. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Paul, and in the Revenue Commissioners, you could uh, you could sort that out. You're a civil service. You pop down to the registry office. You could sort that for them, could you? I got you. I mean, now that we know what she's doing, this is all grand. If she had just been forthright and said, we're setting up an international circus for cows, not a bother. It's this idea that she's she's pretending to sell books. Mm. That's a different rat with VAT rate altogether. That's but a different what now? VAT rate. Right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 11% instead of the 11.5. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it's different with the COVID. Mm. But uh, do you want me to perform a marriage ceremony now, is it? Are you able to do that? Oh, God, yeah. I thought you were just involved in the revenue. And oh, the... no, God, yeah. I'm a priest as well, you see. Oh. So I can do that over the phone now. And would it cost us anything? I can send it out. Are you, Brenda? That's all. Oh, Jesus. Just text me back next time, okay? Are you giving Surely, beloved. Surely, this is beloved. We are gathered here today on this podcast in the sight of God. I've just said to join these two lovely cow circus trailing people together in holy matrimony. Are you, in, are you in, in, in for this now, Bill? Are you ready? Is that, I, is that where I'm supposed to say the words? Say the words, Bill. Yeah, I'm in for this now. I'm ready. I'm in for this now. I'm ready. By the power invested in me as father of the church and a revenue commissioner, I now pronounce you Mr. and Mrs. Brenda Butcher. That's I did the name change for you as well, Brenda. Did you like that? Oh, two and one, that two in, and yeah, one. That's beautiful. I can do that now because of the civil service, John. That's nothing to do with being a priest. And all we need now to close that ceremony really is a poem from Will. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to make this one rhyme because it's a spoken word piece. If it was written down, I wouldn't have the time. This is such a treat. It really is. Oh, they love cows. And it makes me go, wow. When I see one in the sky, flying so high, and now they're together, Brenda and Bill. And then the cows, they soon will kill. The end. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Brenda's crying here. This is, this is beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> She's one of my oldest best friends in the world. It was such a pleasure to do it. Right, well, I think that's the perfect time. Uh, maybe, Bill, you can uh, head back to your business. I'm sure the circus is waiting and uh, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll right. move on to our, our next topic, which is uh, talking to Professor Sheridan. Sorry, you haven't had a, a word in there. We got carried away with the no, marriage no, ceremony. I've, I've just been listening uh, and very much enjoying everything that's been going on. Uh, it's a magnificent um, piece of performance. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's talk about your research then, because obviously you are well known as a literary critic. You're well known as a regular contributor to the media. And most recently, you made headlines across the world with your discovery of um, a whole new folio of Shakespeare plays proving that Shakespeare was, in fact, a science fiction writer centuries ahead of his time. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, it is a whole new uh, folio of plays, um, several works, but also... Um, they're fascinating. Just uh, it's just the last pages of a lot of the existing mm. known plays, uh, which um, all of them turned out to be like Shyamalan kind of uh, twists at the end of all wow. of them. And uh, they, they were taken out by uh, uh, George the Fourth. It's believed, um, um, but he, he hated didn't like twists. that kind of thing. Famously he didn't like twists. hated twists. Hated twists. He was like, um, oh God, I didn't realize that the whole time. Uh, stop that kind of thing. Yeah, so he took them all out, but uh, yeah, it's... uh, So how, for example, did Shakespeare's classic play Hamlet really end? Oh, well, Hamlet, uh, you know, everyone dies at the end of it in the version that we know. But uh, in the other version, uh, Hamlet gets up and uh, turns out uh, the old devil was old Hamlet the whole time. Right. Yeah. He had faked his own death, uh, being murdered by his brother, uh, to watch his brother uh, get together with his wife. And uh, nobody remembered in the whole play that uh, that they, they'd never had a child. Mm. Uh, so it was just, uh, it was just, uh, old Hamlet was like, uh, listen, put some makeup on me, I'll pretend to be my own son and uh, I'll, uh, I'll get my own back. Right, and there was, of course, there was a science fictional element as well. Yes, yes. I mean that. Uh, well, that's the science fiction element. Is that makeup was science fiction to them back then? Wow, wow. Yeah, they uh, they just didn't believe in such things, and they were like, "How could you change, you know, uh, into a younger person?" <laughs> and uh, also, um, and then there was the robots as well. Well, there's a robot, yeah. Um, uh, of, uh, Laertes uh, is a robot, and they high-five at the end, and there's like a freeze frame. <laughs> a freeze frame in the, uh, in the... What gives away that he's a robot in that, in the high-five? Uh, he's the, Laertes, uh, Laertes gets up and he's like, uh, well, by, by the way, uh, I'm a robot. Okay, he just outright says it, yeah. okay, yeah. And everyone's like, what the hell is a robot? Yeah, We've yeah, never yeah. heard of such a yeah. term. Well, Shakespeare was good at making up words. And he's wow. like, oh, well, it, uh, he's very good at the Gatubin moments, you know? Mm. Every good story has to have a good Gatubin moment. It does, it does. And all of Shakespeare's were on the last page, which was taken out. Yes, that's right. So, Sorry, what's a good tubbin moment? Well, uh, in Gaelic, uh, I mean, suddenly. Oh, right. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet are dead. Good tubbin. Good tubbin, yeah. What happened next? Oh, what happens next is, uh, I mean, a lot of the plays, you know, you, you think Shakespeare was kind of boring by just killing everybody at the end of all his plays. Uh, but no, at the end of Romeo and Juliet, uh, it turns out uh, that, um, well, they were time travelers. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they were d- still dead. Yes. But uh, somebody comes in from the future and is like, oh, did anyone see Romeo? Oh, Jesus Christ. And just kind of backs out of the room. <laughs> and it's like, I'm back to heading back to my own time. Enough of this. Crack. And that's it, so it's just this little, we just get this fleeting moment, and that's it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's basically like, uh, it's basically like Back to the Future. Uh, so Romeo is time traveller, and uh, he he ends up courting his own uh, grandmother, uh, mm. you know, and it's, uh, who's Juliet, and... Uh, also and a time traveller? What? Also a time traveller? Juliet is also a time traveller, she's come from the past. Yeah. So they've met around, you know, the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, sure, Romeo's like, well, there's no one called Juliet in my family that would be the appropriate age. Uh, and of course, Juliet is like, well, I've no kids. So I can have my way with anyone I want in this time. And uh, yeah, this is all explained by the fella just as he's backing out the door. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> like, and he's he's just got like, a great well, monologue well, there. I'm it's, out of it's here. one of Shakespeare's great, uh, great monologues. Great yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Romeo yeah. know it's his grandmother that he's No, courting. he doesn't. Because he's like, my grandmother is called Juliet, <gasps> but she would be, uh, you know, in her 50s 
at this point. Yes. yes. Mm. Uh, and uh, this so woman, like, this safe. woman is like thirteen or whatever she yeah. is in the in the play, and uh, so she's like, "Well, I'll have my fun then." He says, "Great." <laughs> I've been looking for someone who looks like a long, younger version of my grandmother with the same name as her. Now, this is all in the subtext, right? <laughs> because none of this is said in the play or at the end. No, no, this is, uh, it's actually written in, in the, just in the stage directions, ah. by the way, uh, mm. <laughs> reader. Uh, the old devil, Romeo, uh, had a real thing from her, his grandmother, uh, and he managed to find a woman who, young girl, who, who looked like her, but wasn't her. And um, yeah, exit pursued by a time traveling grandmother. That was yeah, the, the title the, of your recent study. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, exit pursued. Well, I, I mean that. I mean that was based on real life, of course. Well, yeah. I think that's the perfect moment to leave it there. We'll uh, we'll um, we'll move on because we have to uh, take a moment, of course, to uh, talk a little bit about our sponsor today. <laughs> Our sponsor is a company called Scribe for Life. They are a pioneering new website that pair rich people with an overblown sense of their own importance with poor, out of work and desperate writers. So very simple, you go online, you sign up and for just 5,000 euro a month, a poor writer will follow you around everywhere you go at all times um, until one of you dies and uh, write the novel of your life. So it sounds like an amazing service and we sort of thought, you know, since we're advertising this, we should we should try it out. So, um, Will, you uh, you had the experience of following someone around for a week to write about their life. Sounds fascinating. How did, how did it go? It did not go well. Right. Uh, it did not go well. Uh, I, I, I think uh, this particular rich individual uh, who shall remain nameless for her own privacy... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she was really ready for how intensely I would follow her uh, throughout the day and night and uh, at all times. Mm, yeah, and she found that uh, uncomfortable, and uh, she was not ready for that. Right, right. And this, of course, I mean, we don't want to. Name it was Anya. <laughs> Was gonna say famously was private like, individual yes, famously uh, very, does very. not like people. Mm. Uh, she was not happy. And, I, you know, the thing I don't understand is she looked at the website. She knew what she, she was getting. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to be here and I'm going to call your house. I'm going to climb over the castle walls. Mm. I'm going to kick in the door and I'm going to start writing stuff she, down. She might have clicked the wrong number of times. She might have been she trying may to click have, three times. Yeah. She may have been, do not send this man. Yeah. <laughs> Double yeah. click. Yeah. Do not send this man to my house. Well, yeah. No, yeah. That would be, yeah. It's an yeah. easy mistake to make. I mean, the, it's the same UX designers, I think, who designed same the website. World class. Yeah. Best I, in the world. Mm. Yeah. Best the in the world. The fault is that the hate option is in the middle of the mm. like and the love yeah, so maybe yeah. I should talk to them on you know it, yeah. first and second it's, third it's totally unclear what one click would be yes I think that's actually just comment your thoughts alright mm. okay. um, so following Enya around I mean obviously from her point of view it was terrifying but from yours it must have been great fascinating mm. how she you, is crazy how did she how did you get into her house I, I climbed mean, over the wall, climbed over the castle yeah. wall, kicked yeah. down the door. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, ran around, had a look-see. Yeah. She's yeah. big into elves. Oh, I don't know if you know that about it. No, no. She's got these pointy ears uh, that she sticks on. She wears yeah. them all day long. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that after her uh, writing the music for The Lord of the Rings? Did she? I think so. Well, there you go. I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense because she is obsessed with elves, let me tell you. Every kind of elf. Lord of the Rings elf and Santa Claus. Enya. Oh, that's her name. Yeah. Well, no, that's not her her real name. That's her uh, performance name. I thought you said Anya. Okay. I know know a rich one called Anya. There are many Anyas, but really there's only one Enya. Um, In fact, there's three Enyas. Because uh, she's not one individual. She's like a hybrid of three human beings. Mm, yeah. This is yeah. a twist worthy of Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, Good Tobin. Yeah. 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 Good Tobin. And it was three people. 
I read in the Boom. papers that they were nearby neighbors. They could see you screaming, knocking down the doors, and and people were just shouting. She was trying to get into a boat to get away. People were just shouting, "Sail away! Just sail, sail away, away sail to away. escape!" Yeah. And it just uh, she, she she couldn't get away. Isn't she couldn't funny? get away. Yeah, yeah. And my sorry, sorry, my my producer's just in my ear here. He says we have Enya on the phone, which is quite the treat. Enya. Um, so uh, maybe maybe I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe Enya, you could explain uh, how you ended up signing up for this service yeah look um, I was just <laughs> great to hear your voice in you <laughs> it's not so great to hear yours um, do you know what it kind of popped up on my laptop and it looked like a bit of fun um, I kind of read a few reviews and they said uh, you end up making a real good friendship with the person who follows you best and friends for I life quite lonely at the time Um, and I was very drunk Mm. you could say that influenced my decision to click the three times for the mm. love option. Right, right. Well, three times. Three is a eight. eight option, yeah. Enya. You probably or, hit four, Enya. Probably hit four. I forgot about the one being just the comment option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, and love. Three, eight. Two, two four, is like love. and order. Two is <laughs> yeah. like. Two yeah. is like. Three and is hate. I had one... Uh, Euro millions uh, the week before mm. so I had a spare you're entering the Euro you're one <laughs> you, of the richest you, you people richest musicians in the world and you well and I can't have a hobby well that's true well this is how she keeps winning she spends millions and millions on tickets exactly so mm. I had a spare five grand lying around um, and yeah that's how that's how it started I was lonely I was drunk I had money mm. I have to say your singing voice and your accent they're just so different well, that's the thing. Remember Gareth Gates off the X or Pop Idol? Mm. You know, he had a, a store and then when he sang, it went away. So that's what happens with me. Yeah. Except it's not a store. It's just a thick accent. Yeah. Just Tell them how much you love elves in you. Oh my God. I love elves. Um, they're cute little things. I have a few that I just keep in my pocket and they don't bother anyone. And She's not even kidding. She's not even joking about having three elves in her pocket. They're the hardest working people you'll ever meet. Elves. Elves, yeah. Right. Um, like up in the workshop, you know. Tell them, tell them what you have them doing for you. Well, I have my own workshop inspired by Santa's Grotto. Mm. Um, so I have like a snow machine up in my attic, and I just have them working on bits and bobs. You know, if my window needs to be fixed, they're on that. Now they. I have a ladder that they use. Um, Didn't I tell you she's a fruitcake? <laughs> crazy. Fruitcake? Is that what you're... You're crazy, idea. I'm the fruitcake. You're yeah. the one that's been following me around for the last few months. Well, My job, I, it's I in mean, the fine print. Yeah, Check it out. Request. Scribe, what was it again? Scribe. Scribe for life. Yeah. Scribe for life. Yeah. For life, India. I wasn't prepared for the intensity of it. Yeah, I mean, you're lucky this was just a week trial. I mean, normally it is truly for life. But, uh, you got you got away lightly, let a me tell week, you. A week, I'm sure I've seen him a month before. Maybe that was the demo. Unrelated, unrelated. <laughs> that was just general lurking around the premises. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Enya fan. Who isn't, who isn't? Exactly. Right, well, um, if that all sounds good to you, then uh, just head to scribeforlife.com and uh, sign up with the offer code FRUITCAKE. And we'll uh, throw in a poet free of charge. Don't do it. Moving on. Maybe we'll move back. We we talked, uh, Will, about your your poetry, of course, and 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 you're you're famous in in some circles for your poetry, but really, it's your best selling uh, thrillers that that people know you for, and they're the major Hollywood productions. The, oh the, yeah. The Girl trilogy, the the girl with the poor hearing, yep. uh, gone, girl gone, and uh, the girl who dies at the end. These, mm-hmm. the, the latest of which is is just out. Um, now, no spoilers now, but can you tell us a little bit about the about your latest novel, The Girl Who Dies at the End? She dies at the end. Oh uh, Jesus! Sorry, I'm read that now. Uh, you know, it's in the title, so huh? I don't read titles. Okay, well, if you had, if you picked up the book. And hadn't read the title. Yeah. Chapter one is called She Dies at the End. Okay? All right. Okay, chapter two is called At the End of This Book, The Main Character Dies. <laughs> chapter three is called You Know This Girl You're Reading About? 
she's gonna die at the end. Right, and on and on and on. I love yeah. that. Mm. It's something I'm trying out. It's called a spoiler thriller. Mm. And it's you give out the whole the whole shebang right up front. And that kind of uh, loosens people up thinking, oh, there's nothing. I, I don't need to expect any thrills here because I know what's going to happen. And then bam, you thrill them with something completely unrelated to the plot. Oh, right. Yeah. Jesus. The president's been shot. Boom. And you never mentioned the president before. No, no. You don't even know which president it is. No. Oh, wow. But it's thrilling. Mm. And is that it? That's the end of the book, or you just carry on with the rest of the... No, that would be story. like, uh, 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 just that might happen on page three. The president's dead! Mm. And then carry on. Carry on with the girl, the girl and, and her whole thing, and, and leading up to her death, which we know about because it's in the title, and the name in every of every chapter. Yeah. Wow. And so there's a chance, in fact, that the girl won't die at the end, or is the girl definitely going to die at the end? Oh, she's going to die. Oh, she's going to die. Yeah, yeah, she's going to yeah. die. But... Could do a Shakespeare twist at the end. Time traveler. Mm. Robot. Robot time traveler. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone. Well, don't, yeah. don't, don't. I mean, yeah. you sound like you're musing on what, like you haven't figured it out yet yourself. Well, no, what we've done is uh, every copy of the book that's printed has a different final page. Wow. <gasps> so the book ends. The girl is dead. It says, the end. Turn the page. There's a little bit more. And the great thing is that he has basically created a, a new genre of spoiler thriller. Mm. And we have our bookshop set up in the different genres. Will has his completely own section of spoiler thrillers. And Will, remember that thing that you did last month? He put a, um, a purple ticket in one of the books. And whoever bought the book with the purple ticket got to have a meet and greet with yeah. Will. Wow. Willy Wonka style deal. They yeah, came to yeah. my house. Yeah. Uh, I showed them the snozberries. We yeah. had a cup of tea. Yeah. Mm, uh, mm. They got to decide the ending of my next book. Wow. Uh, pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. And we changed it from a golden ticket to a purple because we just, we didn't want to rip it off completely. No, you know? copyright no, reasons. No, yeah. uh, yeah. Roll Dow yeah. stayed notoriously litigious. Exactly. Yeah. And these were all, these books were all for sale in the bookshops in your cow circus. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. You just couldn't keep away from having just a bit of book. Hey, it's in her name. <laughs> What's she going to do? What's she going to do? I, yeah. Not you know, sell books? I have to establish myself as uh, Brenda uh, Slaughter, did we agree on? Butcher. 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 Yeah. Butcher. Butcher. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people still know me as Brenda Books. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you only yeah. just changed your name like 20 <laughs> minutes ago, Brenda. Exactly. Right. I mean, give them a chance. <laughs> that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm still doing the books. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can't I mean, figure out what your surname is. The books. There's a lot of meaty options out there. There are. Yeah. There and are. the books are your bread and butter, you know? You sound like you're kind of starting to regret the butcher name and want to go for slaughter instead. Absolutely not. I just had slaughter on the brain. Mm. I mean, it's, it was 10 years in the in the slaughterhouse bookshop. It's, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a loss. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, uh, Will, your two previous books in the Girl Trilogy were made into major Hollywood pictures. People are really excited to read the new book, to uh, see the new film that's coming out. So we went out onto the streets of Dublin and we uh, did a quick Vox Pop. I, I went out earlier this week. I stopped people on Grafton Street and I asked them what they thought of the new book. Were oh, they excited to read good. it? Um, so I thought we could have a, have a quick listen. Sorry, sorry, I just want to ask you very quickly about the new sorry, Will Blake at notes thriller. Did you not figure out what your question is before you're going to ask me? No, I was just a bit confused because uh, there's been a lot of names changed recently and I'm, it's, it's a long story. What? Anyway, listen, uh, can, can I ask you about... about name changes? Because I don't want to talk about my name being changed. No, you don't have to change your name, it's okay. All um, right, I just don't want to talk about it. Why? Did something happen? Yeah, well, of course, you know, I've changed my name. Really? Why? I, 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 I don't want to talk about it, but I, I don't got be it, telling uh, everyone about you changing your name. I'm not telling them about changing your name. Right? Are you? Are you? Are you? Sorry, I told him not to tell people about changing his name. I had to live as a cyborg for a couple of years, and and now I've changed my name. Okay, just get over it. Right. So yes, I tried to kill the president, and I succeeded. But I just don't want to talk about that. Why are you right? telling them about that? Well, I'm just saying, well, let's just get it over with. Let's discuss it now. Well, let's get it out of the way. There's no point your name. I, going to go around telling everyone. Okay, I, 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 I got confused and uh, I thought I was a cyborg and I killed the president. I mean, let's, let's just... Stop just, talking about it. I've changed my name now. This man's from the radio. 
And listen now, I'm, I'm a bit confused. Are you telling me that a huge coincidence I've stumbled upon the very man who inspired the Will Blake's latest book? I don't know who Will Blake's latest book is, um, but, uh, you know, whoever is inspired by my story, I mean, I, I just I just want to move past the whole thing. Now, whatever you're going to ask me, it better not be about that. Right. What's it's, this now? Is this, is this on the oh, telly? hello, hi, hi. Yeah, I'm just doing a quick Vox Pop for a, a podcast here. I have been um, talking about, or we're going to be talking about, uh, Will Blake's latest book. I'm sure you are about to read it, if you haven't already. Um, the Girl Who Dies at the End. Have you read it? Are you looking forward to it? Have you seen the films? I've never heard of it. Uh, would you recommend it? I would, I would. It's a... It's a a new genre of book, the spoiler thriller. You may oh, have come across forgive them. Forgive me, forgive me. I thought you said Bill Blake. Will Blake, the girl who dies at the end. Yes, it's yes, amazing. yes. Amazing. No, Bill Blake's the local abattoir owner. Yes, that's the yeah. one. That's the one. Um, oh my god, amazing. I'd recommend it to anyone. Anyone who doesn't like surprises, get it. Because mm. it's it's written out there. It's uh, you, you won't be shocked. You, you're, you're not a fan of surprises then, no? No, never right. have been, never will. Right, right. Um, Even you coming up to me with a bit of a surprise. Okay, okay, right. Um, and you Even know, though I approached you, it was still a bit of a surprise. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't like that, did you, Mammy? No, no. Why did you approach him? Because I'm on the hunt for a man, for a new daddy. Is this the new daddy, Mammy? We'll have to wait and see. You're gonna to... go out with my mommy, Daddy. I, I, I Can may. I call you, Daddy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I'm standing right here, Sheila. Can we not? Oh. Shut up, Dad. I'm trying to make this work. We... Shut up, Dad. You really stop it. doing this kind of thing. Roger, we had this conversation last night. Right, so some interesting scenes from the streets of Dublin. There, a lot of anticipation for for Will's new book. Uh, Will. What do you what do you think? Uh, people seem to you love you. Did some real oddballs out there, Connor. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, they're really excited for my book. They should be. It's going to be amazing. Uh, they've 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 lined up some amazing actors to star in the movie version. Mm. Jean Claude Van Damme. And I hear uh, the girl is being played by Anya. Anya. Let's mm. get her back on the phone. Let's get her back on the phone. I think she's still on the phone here. Anya, Anya are you still there? I'm still here. You're, You're going to make Wednesday your acting film. debut in my movie, Anya. I haven't even auditioned yet. You don't need to. You just got the part. Unreal. Yep. Hey. That's how much faith we have. That's amazing. Yep. Now, you know this is the man who was knocking down your door and uh, stalking you and you were trying to escape. He is. But, like, I mean, if anybody's going to offer you the leading role in the movie. Alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Hollywood, baby. And listen, I won't be on set. I won't be anywhere near the production. I just wrote the screenplay and the original book that it's based on. Well, you can come on set, like, if you want. Okay, great. Uh, will I bring a couple of elves along? If you could, that'd be great. In my pocket? Is the character allowed to have the elves in their pocket? Oh, yeah. That's that's a big part of the character. That's why I thought of you for the part. Mm. There you go. Um, how do I die? At the end? Well, well uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I wasn't going to say, but we do... There's been a bit of pre-production on the film. It's it's not out yet, but uh, I thought as a very special treat, exclusively on the podcast, we could play a little clip from the upcoming film. Uh, the upcoming film that Enya's in that yeah. she doesn't know that she's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. We just, just shot the, the scenes. Right there. Yeah. We just Literally. shot the scenes of uh, the non-main uh, character. So Everybody got, else is Jean ready Claude. in the studio. They're yeah, all good yeah, yeah. to go. Um, we're going to green screen Enya in later. Uh, she doesn't like leaving her house much, so no. we're just going to yeah. shoot her all in green screen, just drop her in and there. The elves can like, hold the green screen up. Yeah, That's yeah. true. That's so true. when you listen to this clip from the movie, mm. there's going to be some uh, pieces of dialogue that are read by me, yeah. and that will be overdubbed with Enya's voice when we drop her in green screen. Right. And then also uh, Mr. Van Damme, He's played by himself, or is he dropped in later? He's going to be dropped in later, too. So what we've done so far is we just shot a whole bunch of green screens. <laughs> and uh, I was there in a green morph suit. <laughs> you were in a green morph suit yeah. on, in front of a green screen. Yeah. Mm. I mean, just that's just the color green. Like, what are you what even filming? What's the point of that? 
uh, just so we can know uh, where to drop in yourself and John Claude Van Damme. Right. What about right. the sets? I mean, why why didn't you film some of the sets? You know, so then just you can easier put them to in. do a green screen. <laughs> just drop it all in. It's the future, man. I know. Why would, like, why would you pay for a set? It's so much so expensive. Just get a green screen. The green screen. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it's super uh, COVID or, uh, COVID friendly too. What? Are you are you gonna draw the sets or what are you gonna do? Uh, we'll just lift them from other movies. We'll just lift other uh, scenes from other movies. Just All right. Drop them and in. Just, mm. Yep. Well, okay. So, so will we will we play a very short clip then? So this is, uh, I believe, it's a clip from towards the end of the film. The girl hasn't in fact died yet, no. but um, she's uh, she's. About to die. I should and she qualify, knows it now. I should qualify this by saying I'm no professional movie actor. Well, so that, you're gonna hear uh, you're gonna hear me performing the lines, but really yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not selling them. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So in, in this version, it's still a little rough and ready. You will, yeah. in fact, be voicing Enya. Enya, you'll be voicing Jean Claude Van Damme, of course. Um, and uh, also in the scene is um, is Van Damme's mother. Um, so she's 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 an integral part of the scene as well. So this is this is just towards the very end when it it seems like the girl's about to die. I think she's she's finally coming to terms with it, and uh, she's uh, she's ch- she's chatting to um, to her husband, the man, uh, about about her 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 death. Just to be clear, the man is played by John Claude Van Damme. Who's but in I'm, fact voiced by Anya? Yes, but and I'm the, and I'm playing. You're the, the, the girl. The girl. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's roll the clip. Okay, here we go. Uh, I don't feel so good. What's wrong, darling? I think I might be dying. Why do you think that? Uh, all of my hair has fallen out. Oh my god. I'll catch it. Thank you. <laughs> There's loads in me hand. You're so strong. Oh, <laughs> I'm choking up. I'm dying. Do some more karate, Paul, like you used to in the old days. What? Does that make you feel... Better. No, it makes me see it feel so much better, Paul. Do the splits across two chairs again, like you used to. It's kind of hard to do it now. Mom, the moon has exploded. What? What? Anyway, carry on with the scene. The moon has exploded. No, no, don't mention that again. <laughs> that was thrilling. That was. Shocking to say the least. Yeah, I don't think I can take that in my weakened state. Wow. wow. Well, listen, Enya, we'll, uh, we'll leave you back to learning your lines. You've, you've a lot to do. Thanks very much for, for coming on the show. So um, we, might, uh, we might have to finish up pretty soon there now. I just thought we could end with a few uh, listener questions. Obviously, having such an illustrious panel in here with us today, uh, there were many people texting in some questions. They were on to me on Twitter. There were emails, all sorts of stuff. So we, uh, we thought we'd read out a few of them and see if you guys could, uh, could respond. So... Patter Keevney in Tobernabrone asks, Where are my reading glasses? Have you seen them? I only left them down a minute ago. I swear to God, I'd lose my head if it wasn't screwed onto my shoulders. Um, right, so... Do you want me um, to take this one, Connor? Would you? Or, uh, yeah. yeah, what's, what's your take? Uh, I usually find if I lose something like that, the best thing to do is retrace my steps. Hmm. And then trace them forwards again. Now, are you talking about... Just to get, uh, just to check on the on the meaning of the word, they're tracing your steps. Mm-hmm. Are you are you actually drawing them out? Yeah, like get down on the ground with a piece, yeah. of, piece of tracing paper mm, and right, I draw yeah. out my foot, and then <laughs> I move forward a foot and I draw out another foot. And it's a slow process, but it works. It works. Mm. Works yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who could find them as well? And I, I don't want to, you know, uh, go bang on about them. But if you had a scribe for life. Following you around, yeah. they'd know where your glasses were because they would have written it down. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like, and that's not just a cheap shield for the sponsor. No, no, that's no. Uh, that's a that's a fact. Mm. Mm. Scribeforlife.com. 
Check us out. <laughs> Promo code fruitcake. Fruitcake. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, let's move on. Um, so this one, I believe, is for you, Professor. Um, Sheila Schnachta in Bear Island has... Well, it's less of a question, really. It's more of some words of congratulations. She says, um, a huge congratulations on acquiring the literary particle accelerator for Trinity. Don't let the critics get to you. 12 billion is very competitive for a device like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yes. Uh, a lot of people uh, are, are thinking that a particle accelerator uh, isn't um, isn't very useful for um, I- I- literary uh, discussion uh, and stuff like that. But uh, no, we just get bored, you know. So we're just like, well, let's uh, let's crank some protons around uh, a huge loop and fire them into each other and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, I mean, 12 billion, I mean, oh God, it was a steal. I mean, the fellow who, who got it for me now, uh, he said he, he stole it right out of, uh, 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 from underneath Switzerland. Really, really? Yeah. And the book element of this, where does that come in? Oh, well, geez. I mean, it takes a while to, for the thing to warm up. So you'd have a read of a book while you were, uh, you were waiting for that. That makes perfect sense. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure Sheila will be will be uh, delighted with that. And um, we'll we'll move on. Uh, we have a question for you, Brenda. Jim from from Salt Hill writes in to say that he was on your website. He tapped the icon. Uh, he tapped the app uh, four times, or it might have been five, but he can't remember. But he was trying to buy Will Blake's latest book, and instead he ended up with two hundred dead pigs. And he's wondering, can he get his money back? Um, no. Right. No, unfortunately not. Um, I am closing that business. Um, but come here, if he wants a free ticket to an international farm circus, um, he can just uh, avail of that. I can get that to him straight away. Right, and you won't be able to source the problem with the, the cow, with Absolutely the pigs? Absolutely not. It's, um, no. it's out of my hands, really, yeah. Right, right. Okay, well, that sounds completely reasonable. Bargain. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <clears throat> There's all sorts of things you could do with them anyway. Yeah, they, you'd get a lot more than than Will's books. Sure, Will's books sell for two or three quid. There you go. Tops, tops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top. Um, there's their they're a euro if they're covered in blood. But yeah, I mean that's why I sell so many copies. You know, people mm. just love cheap books covered in blood. Exactly. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and any chance of a follow up? We have a question from Francis Farley and Dumkrandra, and she's wondering, Will, if. Uh, if you'd be writing any more horror novels, you're you're you are obviously f- famously a horror novelist as well. Your your last book, um, oh God, no, please no, not the eyes, not the eyes, uh, was a huge success. Um, huge. Any uh, any upcoming horror novels, or will you be building on the success of uh, of your last one? Oh, we got another not the eyes one in the mm. works. It's yeah. called Oh la la la, not the oh, my eyes, ah, both of them. Yeah, uh, was that was that singing at the start of that? It's kind of a singy spoken hybrid, yeah. Oh la la la. Oh, la, la. It's kind of a keening. Yeah, it's mm. about the, the 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 book is about a singer who gets his eyes gouged out. Wow, wow. Scary yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the the books have also been highly praised by opticians as really honest portrayals of of the opticians like you know what they're my biggest market uh mm. they like to leave them scattered out in their offices yeah uh, for people to read before they go in because mm. it's a cautionary tale you know you got to take care of your eyes folks mm-hmm. that's true yeah. that's true or they'll get gouged out he knows what i'm talking about i do yeah my eyes were gouged out uh, a few years ago i just wasn't taking proper care of them and some yeah and look i wasn't was happy like, with that review so uh fair enough it was quite biting yeah. and uh, so you bit the one eyes word. out of me mm. one word one word yeah no i shit gouging his eyes out it was it was a uh, a reasonable response well i like to draw on my real life for my uh, artistic works that's why so many of my books are about eye gouging mm. <laughs> So we have we have one more question here from a this is a, a letter in fact rather than a email or anything else this is from uh, John Clayton in Enniscrone he says When I was just 5 years of age I went on a long sea voyage with my parents my father at the time was a diplomat and had been posted abroad Long-distance flights weren't what they are today, and we packed up all our possessions and took a ship heading for the east coast of Africa. Not far from the coast, a terrible storm arrived out of nowhere, and our ship was destroyed. All was lost. Hundreds were drowned, but 
I managed somehow to hold on to a piece of debris and make my way to shore. I collapsed on the beach as the waves lapped around me and considered my fate. Thousands of miles from home, alone and terrified on a deserted beach, my parents lost, nobody to help me, and I just a young lad of five. Years passed on that lonely beach, but I survived. I found water in a nearby stream and berries and nuts to eat. A tribe of savage apes took me on as one of their own. I fended for myself. I taught myself everything I needed to know and grew year by year into a strong, skilled and able young man. And then one day, a book washed ashore. A book about a girl. A girl who dies at the end. And from that book, I taught myself to read and write allowed me to write the letters S-O-S in the sand on the beach and so after 17 years a passing plane spotted me and took me back to civilization. in this case a small village in County Sligo where I've lived happily for 50 years so my question to you Will is did you rip off that book I found on the beach all those years ago for your latest novel The Girl Who Dies at the End absolutely not next question Let me thank my three guests, Professor Sheridan, Will Blake and uh, Brenda Books. Thanks for for coming on. And uh, also thank you to Dave Coffey, Laura O'Leary and Mark Canton. I'm Connor Reid and you've been listening to... Wordsing It In. Wordsing It In. (laughs) Yes, you have. You've been listening to Wordsing It In. Thanks very much. See you next time.